A blizzard can't stop us from talking consumer goods on this CG edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. Sean O'Reilly here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Tuesday, January 26, 2016, and joining me after an hour-long commute from D.C. to Alexandria is a true snow warrior, Mr. Vincent Shen. Uh, so, Vince, did you enjoy your blizzard experience? I did. You, I, I suspect you did what everybody else on the East Coast did, which was 70 million East Coast residents all united in watching Netflix for 48 hours straight. <laughs> um, I, I got my sister-in-law started on Mad Men. It was awesome. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did watch uh, some Netflix, but I also ventured out to like Saturday night, took a walk. Um, was it a magical winter wonderland? Yeah, it was, real, it was really coming down at that point, so... It was just kind of nice to walk around. There's very few people in the street. A few other. Did you, you know, walk brave, down the middle of the street like everybody yeah, of was course. doing? Of a course, few other yeah. brave souls trying, kind of just wandering around, seeing what it was like. But, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of snow, and I think uh, Baltimore, D.C., and New York all got over 20 inches. Baltimore got 29. Yeah, I think they're actually particularly hard. I ha- I was in the office pool here, and I called for 30 inches because I thought that's what they were talking about for here. But it drifted a little bit north, and the Baltimore got the 30 inches. And like, um, I think uh, towns a little bit further out, like an hour out, like um, Winchester, Virginia, they got a ton of snow. Yes, I believe the yeah. the the highest snowfall came for a really small town in West Virginia yeah. and it was something like As 40, to happen 42 inches. Yeah. So, even more than we got. Cool. Uh so I don't know, half the office is still empty. Like yes. the roads are still crazy here. But anyway. Absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost, they did want to touch on a fun Airbnb story. Um, somebody built an igloo in New York and tried <laughs> to rent it out on Airbnb. Yeah, so in the spirit of this, you know, this this storm that we had, uh, Winter Storm Jonas, right? That's what people were referring to it as. Uh, we just thought this was a really fun story to share where there was uh, a gentleman in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. So right across the river from my old neighborhood, actually, in New York. And... Uh, enough snow for him to build an igloo. Obviously, <laughs> came out pretty well. So, as a bed in it, as a joke, <laughs> did he put a bed in? I'm not sure actually, but I, as a joke, he put on Airbnb for two hundred dollars, maybe a futon, which two hundred dollars a night, pretty rich rate. And um, man, and uh, I, it was more of a prank, obviously. But Airbnb ended up taking it down, <laughs> even though they do have igloos as, in Iceland. I'm sure they they do. have yeah, igloos as I'm one of their sure. categories in terms of like you know the different yeah. properties. So it's not no. I'm of. sure you can go to Northern Europe. There's like hotels that are built out of ice. Like well, this is technically a thing. I, they shut it down because of you know structural concerns. <laughs> but it, I just thought it was really funny and uh, and. Just gives you an idea if you look at the pictures online, which there are plenty of, how much snow came down. I, I appreciate the, the hustle of that man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so really, before we dive in, actually, the big story for our listeners today is a uh, coach actually uh, showed off that uh, you basically reported first sales growth quarter in like ten quarters. Or Very, something crazy. Pretty strong, yeah. and especially considering you know we've had previous episodes talking about how weak retail has been, especially for apparel and things right. like that. Uh, for them to bounce back like this, uh, we'll get to that. But it's right. it's good to see. Um, but yeah, before we did that, I did want to talk about. I saw an interesting story this morning, um, and it's it, it pertains to Whole Foods, but it appears uh, it, it applies to literally every retailer out there. Because sure, you went shopping right before the blizzard. I went shopping for the blizzard. I bought like four gallons of water just on the off case that sure you know i i'm such an idiot anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah keeping in mind that you live in a high-rise apartment building well, i don't know water, I, anyway 
Uh, I got a baby to think of. Yeah, um, of course. So basically, everybody's stockpiling food and supplies, and you hear about this every time like a hurricane comes and all this stuff. Um, bottom line, is this big business for stores? Doesn't matter. Well, you actually brought up a really good point when we were when we were coming down to the studio. So, but you know, uh, this is something that came up as well for me personally. Last night, we went to our nearby giant in our neighborhood, and there were like very little fresh produce, no eggs whatsoever. It looked like the apocalypse. Uh, right? Very little <laughs> milk. The bread aisle it was you know ravaged essentially, and in order to check out, you had to go through the Thunderdome. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, Gina had asked me, like, does this, is this like, temp, you know, this one week essentially boon in sales all over the Northeast, huge population centers, does that end up having right. an impact for some of these, for a company like Kroger's, Whole Foods Market, things along those lines? And ultimately, I started to look into it, but I realized, like, it's such a short term, you know, blip on the radar. Sure, it's, it was a big storm, not, right. you know, 20 And they definitely inches. sell things they wouldn't normally buy. I don't usually buy four jugs of water. Exactly. <laughs> like, so there's definitely a lift. And you could even uh, uh, you could even argue that stores that would that sell like salt for sidewalks right. and shovels will benefit. But this is such a small blip. You know, it's seasonal. It is uh, not a consistent cash you know, flow we, thing. Snow is going to fall every year, so yeah, it's not something that I would consider to be even close to the basis for like a oh wow, I want to buy Whole Foods. Now. Well, and it might even be playing catch up because uh, I remember a month ago was it a month ago. It was basically when Macy's and Nordstrom were reporting, and they're like, "Yeah, our quarters have stunk so far because it's been really warm." Yes, and one of the highest margin things they sell is winter coats because mm. you got to have one, and they can charge full price. Mm-hmm. Da da, and people were putting it off. I mean, it was. I mean, we had several 50, 60 degree days in January or in December here. I, I I rode my bike a couple of weeks ago for the heck of it. Yeah, no, you bring up a really good point. So on the one hand, uh, you know. We can the the retailers have argued that the extended time or in the extended warm weather during the winter hurt them. But in this case, you know, with all the snow falling, suddenly people have this stark realization: like, oh, okay, like I have to think that a few winter coats were sold last week. Yeah, exactly. The storm arrived. So you know, will that help some of the apparel retailers? You know, bounce back a little bit for when they report this this right. first quarter of the year. We'll see what happens. Kinda but again, sort of maybe, but. you know, it's going to be. Probably more of a minimal effect than anything else, but it's interesting to think about yeah. and how, like, you know, there's economics to these blizzards. Yeah, I'll never forget, and then we'll move on. Um, this is like 10 years ago, and CNBC did this special on the age of Walmart. And ah. uh, I don't know if uh, our listeners are aware, but Walmart has the, they, they basically have supercomputers, like deep blue type crazy awesome computers. And they have all this data on what sells when and all this stuff. And they mm-hmm. gave this example of how, um, more pe- people right before a hurricane in Florida and the Carolinas and stuff. Of course, uh, they are twenty six percent more likely to buy strawberry pop tarts with an impending hurricane than they are at any other time. <laughs> so right before the hurricane hits, Walmart's down there stock their shelves with about twenty thirty percent extra strawberry pop tarts. Yeah, maybe put it right front and center for when people walk in. <laughs> Is that crazy? What in the human brain says hurricane strawberry pop tart? Like how days at home. Yeah. Breakfast, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Non-perishable for <laughs> a certain period of time. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, before we move on, I wanted to, uh, before we move on to talking about hand- designer handbag sales, I wanted to point our listeners to a little something we industry-focused contributors put together in the spirit of the new year. It is our financial New Year's resolutions. Uh, just go to resolutions.fool.com to check it out. Again, that is resolutions.fool.com. Uh, Vince, what was your resolution? 
Uh, well, for your wedding. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, part of that, you know, um, I'd love for our listeners to to check out some uh, some of the pieces that our industry focused contributors wrote. We we came up with some. To good give stuff. you a preview though yeah. for mine, um, you know, basically had to do. We were planning for wedding costs, and it turned it just kind of blew up into this bigger picture conversation in terms of you know how we should invest and how we should start planning for our future, and it was ended up being. Uh, at times, a you know painful conversation, or not just kind of stressful with all the wedding planning as well to keep in mind. But overall, we're way better off having had that. Conversation. Gina doesn't want you to spend an entire year's salary on this thing, does she? I'm no, kidding. Gina's a very smart girl. Thankfully, yeah. Um, but you know, people, a lot of people uh, do spend more than they can afford. Some people take take on wedding debt just to have that special day, and you know, it's definitely something you should be thinking about if you're uh, making huge financial decisions like that, because sometimes these weddings cost as much as a down payment, payment on a house. It's crazy. So. Cool. All right, so without further ado, uh, Coach, which it's like the perennial value stock. Like Since I started at The Fool in late 2013, it's always been like, wow, Coach is really cheap. What's going on? Like, perennial just... I, beaten up it's like it's a great brand it's still earning money even though it's a little bit less chinese growth i'm sure was talked about mm-hmm. but uh they finally showed some sales growth so what's going on all right so big picture context here you know coach has been struggling for the past couple of years now um you know overall i'd say it was a combination of you know too much promotional just say selling. michael kors fence just say it that, definitely more competition <laughs> from the likes of michael kors or kate spade you're absolutely right but uh you know they were they got really big into doing these sales i think it you know, hurt their brand image a it little bit. It takes away the luster of it, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, so, for this most recent quarter that they reported, their fiscal uh, 2016 second quarter ended December 26th, so includes, you know, pretty much the most important period in terms of the holiday shopping season. Uh, this was their first, uh, I believe after nine or ten, you said, quarters, where it was like declining year-over-year revenue, finally they were able to buck that trend. Uh, break that you know that streak. So net sales are actually up seven percent year over year in constant currency, four percent if you include the effects because they're international business, of course. Um, and their adjusted earnings per share are about sixty eight cents, which uh, down slightly year over year, but beat uh, most Wall Street estimates. Uh, so you know overall, uh, you know the company, like I said, is going through that transition where management right now is really focused on cutting their unperforming stores. They're reducing reducing some of that. Those so promotions. yet another retailer closing locations. Exactly. Wow. They're improving their product quality, just trying to focus on uh, longer term, like restoring that brand reputation. But you know that costs money. So as a result, you know during this quarter we saw their SG&A expenses go up a little bit. They're also integrating their Stuart Weitzman acquisition, which they made early last year. I think was that big? Uh, about close to six hundred million dollars. So not huge. Uh, you know, in that's terms, bigger than I was expecting. In Good. terms yeah. of its contribution, uh, they mentioned that you know they've seen a lot. They're very very encouraged by initial results from that segment. Uh, I think Boots, for example, did really well despite the warm weather. Just in terms of you know. F- the, the big trend right now, you see boots on a lot yeah. of people. And uh, Stuart Weitzman is just a pretty small portion, about 7.5% of their top line. Uh, but you know, like I said, management is very, very encouraged by the results that they've seen. And uh, breaking down in terms of the geographic segments, I, which you know, you'll see big differences. So, where in one case, you know, they're North American stores continue to post losses, uh, their comparable store sales are down 4%, but you mentioned China. Um, Particularly mainland China was did really well for them. I think uh, sales were up double digits. You know, Beijing has the world's largest coach store. 
Oh, really? Right? It is the world's largest coach store. I saw it is in Beijing. Oh, okay. See, There's a reason for that. <laughs> I, I can't say I'm surprised. You know, international sales overall for the company, uh, they, revenue was up nine percent year over year in constant currency. Um, and then for for mainland China, it was it was very strong, but there's some weakness still in Macau and Hong Kong. What do you? I'm kind of. I'm not surprised, but it's kind of wild that it's hitting Coach now because you obviously saw you know win and Las Vegas Sands kind of saying yeah things are going rough over there right mm-hmm. now. So I you know I never I hadn't thought about that situation you know uh, when we've covered it previously it's always been focused on the gaming side right but. Uh, it affects the entertainment side. And yeah, absolutely. The, the deluxe and know, the shopping side, of course. Yeah. You know, Hong Kong's known, you know, has some world class shopping, and I'm sure that's not helping. But uh, other than China, uh, in terms of the international segment, Europe and Japan also saw saw pretty strong results, double digit numbers uh, in terms of improvements. So, uh, the, you know, this company, their shares were up. I think last I checked, about half an hour ago, yeah. up over nine percent today, on top of the the positive momentum from these earnings. Uh, the stock fell about thirteen. In 2015, um, which kind of honestly mirrored a lot of other retailers, right. but it's down over 50% from its peaks in 2012. So obviously, management re- is focused on that recovery process, and it's a good sign to see here. Not only in terms of you know integrating that acquisition, but just overall um, their international business. I think management also mentioned that for North America, they're hoping to see comps. Turn positive by the end of this fiscal year, so definitely a nice change and to, to see after you know nine ten quarters of down down revenue. So uh, you obviously you know read the press release, you know the stock. Do you buy it right now? Not the stock per se, but do you buy what management's saying? Does it make you somewhat bullish? Yeah, I think that uh, I have gone into a few stores, and obviously this is just my personal experience, but uh, I feel like in terms of the styles. And the the you know their offerings now it's definitely going a little bit more in terms of like you know their traditional like you know Coach traditionally was known for like really fine leather products and I think for a period they did um, they had offerings that were like very heavily branded started moving away from that because most fashion trends moved away from that and now they're kind of restoring that customer traffic and sales and I think uh, you know what management's doing now is important it's necessary. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your thoughts, Vince. Thanks, Sean. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. As always, people in this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Vince and Shen, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening and fool on. Mm-hmm.